All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Armchair Arguments. Matt here, Brandon here again with me today. Um, just got done over the weekend with the conference championships in college football. Talking about the college football playoff that uh, won't begin. The semi first, first the semifinal games won't be until December twenty eighth, uh, with the national championship being January thirteenth, in accordance with all the other bowl games that will be happening before that and after that as well. Um, in between, got a bunch of bowl games. Um, so, Brandon, the outcomes of the games: LSU rolled over Georgia, thirty seven ten. Oklahoma. Great game between them and Baylor, a uh, back-and-forth battle. Oklahoma comes out on top. Um, Ohio State having a little trouble with Wisconsin, down 21-7 to at halftime, I think, correct? And uh, yes. coming back, though, to win that game um, by, by a double-digit margin, I think about 13 points. Um, then you also had Clemson, of course, rolling over Virginia wasn't even. I think they scored in the sixties. Was it sixty-three to twenty-something, something like. That. It was a lot, a lot to a little. little. That's all I really Not remember. Close. Um, am I leaving out a game somewhere in there? Big Twelve? No, I, I told the. Big, is there any game I'm leaving out? Uh, Oregon oh, and Oregon, Utah. Utah, which was what I predicted. I predicted that Oregon would win that yep. game and then yep. knock the Pac-12 out of the whole contention completely, and made it easy for the committee to decide the, the fourth spot. So that's that's what I guess we'll talk about. What do you think, of Brandon, about, um, of course, the standings came out on Sunday, the final rankings. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about the, the top four um, and how it shaked out? I actually think this is the first week they got it right, and I'm trying to take all of uh, my bias out of here being an LSU fan. Um, I just kind of look at the stats, look at the resumes, look at the records. I mean, LSU went 13-0, and perfect season, and they beat five top ten teams. And hasn't been done, like I said, last week since 1942. Um, I think the resume speaks for itself. And I think what got them in that one seed is what they did to the number four team in the country this past weekend against Georgia. But like you said, dominant win, 37-10. Offense was rolling. But the real story is what the defense did and just how they stepped up, how they played. And I think the committee saw that this team isn't just the offensive juggernaut. They can play defense, too. And I think that propelled them to that number one seed. And like you said, uh, Ohio State struggled with Wisconsin early. They were down 21-7. And they clicked, They started clicking at the second half and ended up getting a, a good a good-looking win. But it just can't – you can't justify putting a team who did that against Wisconsin and a team who rolled over Georgia ahead of a LSU team. So I think they got that right. And Ohio State obviously slipped at two. Clemson still at three, who is a very good team. It's just they haven't played anybody. The resume that resume doesn't show much. And then I believe they got it right as well as Oklahoma at the four spot. Um, they had the one loss, and I do think they are the weaker of all four. But I think they had the best resume to deserve that four. Yeah, spot. I mean having a conference championship and being the—I mean—I think that makes you the best one-loss team. Uh, they had a chance to, ba- to play Baylor again after coming back and beating them, and then they beat them again. I think Baylor was very, very close to sneaking in the playoff if they would have just beaten them the second go-round. Um, Wisconsin yeah. was close to making the playoff. I think that if Wisconsin beats Ohio State, then they have at least an argument against uh, Oklahoma as a, as a better two-loss team. 
than an overall one-loss team with a conference championship. But none of those things happened. So Oklahoma, uh, I really think it was an easier decision for the committee to put Oklahoma at four than whether or not to put LSU or Ohio State at number one. Um, um, I agree. It was, I thought it was I thought it was justifiable of all four spots. I know Dabo's got a lot of things to say about winning, you know, not losing the game. He's still not whining, yeah. 2017, but, you know, he's just trying to motivate his team, which I don't blame him. Any good coach would do that. Um, but also, I like Coach Orger, uh, Coach Ed Ogeron. I mean, of course, we're biased because we're LSU fans, but, I, I mean, I, I'm just sitting there watching. I mean, how could you not like his reaction above everybody else? Every time. Dude, they always – he always says the right yeah, thing. And, and no matter what, I mean, they got you, – you could you could see when they were showing the selection show, you know, Ohio State, obviously, when they were picked number two, Ryan Day looked disappointed. They showed him. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got Dabo saying about where they should be number one and, you know, Chase Young saying he's the best player in the in, in the game right now. You know, all this stuff going on. And Coach O and, 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 and Joe Burrow, all they care about, like, let's just play the next game. And Coach O's like – yeah, we don't care who they we don't care who they put in front of us. We're we're gonna go and play who they want to play. You know, they're that's the only team that's not complaining through this nope. whole process. And they say, hey, wherever they put us, we're gonna go and play, and we're gonna worry about that game. And if we win, we'll worry about that's- the one after that. You know, so like that, I've been thinking about that too. It kind of blows my mind. I think that shows the leadership and the type of coach that Coach O is, and the mentality he's bringing to the LSU Tigers. Um, because when you have Dabo crying talking about how they should deserve number one, that's going to trickle down to the players. And the same thing with Ohio State and, and their mindset as a team. When you got other coaches and saying, giving players the title of the best player in the NCAA, well, they're going to start saying it about themselves. And, you know, that I, I give props to that, to Coach O and just LSU, is that they never say, oh, we, we deserve number one or we, we shouldn't be number two. Our resume speaks for itself. They just continue to say, whoever we play, we're going to line up and we're going to play hard and hopefully win and then move on. And I think that comes I, I think that comes from a couple of things. I think because, you know, Coach O was under undervalued, you know, Joe Burrow was under recruit, you know, all those things, all these guys that were kind of written off, they have that mentality. And then, two. We haven't been here before, Brandon. I mean, it's been since it's been nine years since we've been in a chance for a national championship. Yes. So really, it's just we're just glad we're literally just glad to be in it. Like Clemson and Ohio State, Clemson yes. has been in there five years in a row. Um, Ohio State has always, if they've not been in, they flirted around the opportunity to be in. Um, yeah, Oklahoma has been in it more than Ohio State, I think. You know what I mean? So it's not like uh, you know, it's just even though we are the number one team in the country. We literally haven't, because of Alabama being the ginormous roadblock in our way. Um, yeah. We, just, we haven't even. So we really are just like it's almost like we're the Cinderella story, even being number one in the nation. It's kind of a, it's kind of an odd predicament. But like you said, I still feel like like we're that we're that contender that's coming yeah. up, who still has a chip on their shoulder. Yet we're ranked number one. Yet we're still not satisfied. That we're still working, that we still haven't reached the mountaintop and we're not satisfied with where we are and we're still working to get not, there. And we still don't feel like we yeah. deserve there. We still feel like we're counted out. But, you know, LSU's number one, but they're still I, hungry. They're still coming, yeah. you know. And that's the mentality I get from them. And I, I absolutely I love it. I mean, it's an underdog mentality, and that's what they preach, and it's working. Yeah, and I hope they keep that mentality. I hope after they win the national championship this year, they keep that mentality. Yeah, there you go. Um, I agree. But, uh, yeah, I think with Coach O, it just makes a huge difference. I mean, he didn't—they didn't even get a chance to to uh, have a selection show with him that he was out recruiting. They had to call him on the phone. You know, he was—he he said he's seeing about eighteen kids this week, and then uh, 
Yeah. Going to be practicing next week. I mean, I think, like I said, man, he, he's not a great, he's not a coach. He's not a great X's and O's coach. I don't think, I don't think that's his specialty. I, you know, I think everybody knows that. I think he's a great rah-rah guy. I think he's a great recruiter. I think he's a great players coach, but I think he's done so good. And, and, I, and I think, I mean, Tim Tebow, I was listening to Tim Tebow talk to him after the game. And he said, Tim Tebow said, that's the, the best thing he's seen since he's been a part of college football. Best coaching decision yeah. um, was to, to really be humbled and, and to put himself aside as a, you know, a million-dollar head coach and hire Dave Aranda and then hire Joe Brady to come in here and say, Steve Insbinger, and Steve Insbinger, too, to say, hey, I've been doing this forever, but we want you to take over the keys. Let a 30-year-old take over a whole offense, you know, you know, basically. And it's just – Man, it's just it's very it's very unique. It's made it's made this team what it is. I mean, Joe Burrow has been excellent, yeah. but without the you know, without one or the other, it doesn't work. Without Joe for this offense, yeah. without either Joe, it doesn't work. You know what I mean? So Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts that go into this and it all starts from the end when Coach O took that interim job. You know, we were a good team and he wasn't satisfied with that. He knew what he wanted to do and where he wanted LSU to be. And that was just to be elite. And he had a roadmap for that and a plan for that. And, man, he's he's come out and he's done it. And not all managers or not all leaders have to have all the tangibles. But you got to have good people around you, and everyone has to be moving in the right direction together as a team. And that's what this guy's doing, man. And he's he's it's amazing to watch. Yeah, and, and so as the games get closer, uh, we will continue to, to talk about the games course uh both playoff games semifinal games coming up we'll have our predictions of the scores uh, and the outcomes of those games as it gets closer uh but right now we're going to shift over to the nfl um a bunch of good games this week a bunch of great games against uh, uh, some good teams going at it uh including the chiefs and the patriots and the saints and the 49ers the bills uh the, the bills and the ravens uh, a lot of good teams so uh brandon you want to kind of Tell us about how all that shakes out according to the playoffs and where we're at uh, going. You know, are we, are we a couple of weeks before the playoffs? Two weeks, maybe? I believe we have three, three weeks, weeks left. left. Where, are we, where are the standings yeah. right now in the NFC and the AFC? Well, Saints, we did have the, uh, the one seed last week, but after a loss to the 49ers, we've dropped to the third seed. And uh, 49ers have the outright number one. We're one game behind. They're 11-2. and two. Uh, seconds to Green Bay Packers, Saints are third, and we have the same record. However, Green Bay has one doesn't have that third conference loss like we do, so that kind of propels them to that two seed. Um, Dallas is still clinching on to the fourth spot, barely, and your two wild card teams right now are Seattle at the five and Minnesota at the six. So as of right now, if the playoffs ended, um, we would be playing the – Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs again. Yeah, as of right now, the playoffs started today. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give you my prediction for how this will all shake out. Is that okay? Okay. Go ahead. Um, I think the Saints will end up with the two spot. I think that Green Bay will have a loss. Uh, Do they play Minnesota uh, again for the rest of the year? I think they they usually play Minnesota again somewhere down the line, right? Yeah, I think they do play them. I think pretty soon. I think they lose to to Minnesota uh, somewhere as Minnesota you know, fights for a chance to get in the playoffs to get that wild card spot um, to keep to stay alive. I think they lose to Minnesota down the line. I think the Saints don't lose another game until, you know, the playoffs start. I hope they don't lose one once the playoffs start. But I think that uh, 49ers hold on, will hold on to that one seed. 
Uh, I don't think – I mean, I hope that the Saints, you know, as a Saints fan, they would retake that, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think uh, 49ers end up with the one, so- one spot with home field advantage throughout the playoffs for the first round by – I think the Saints end up with a first round by two, um, just not having home field advantage at the two spot. I think that Green Bay mm-hmm. is able to maintain a three, uh, that three, that three spot, and then everything else kind of shakes out the same. Unfortunately, we might have a. Uh, you think the Cowboys still win the I East? Think so unfortunately, I think that you know we might have a, a team with a losing record getting the playoffs, which is absolutely terrible. But I think the Cowboys should change their emblem to a trash bag because that's what they look like. And I think they're actually going to lose this thing, man. I hope they do. Let me put it that way. I hope the Eagles – I think they play each other not this week but next. And I hope the Eagles somehow – they have the same They have the same record. So it's going to come down to that head-to-head. And if the Eagles can win that head-to-head, dude, they got, they got the playoffs, man. Like, that's it's, it's that close. So uh, I think the Eagles are going to get that spot. Okay. Well, yeah, I think the Cowboys still retain. I mean, I, I just – I don't have a lot of faith in the Eagles, too. Obviously, they played the Giants last night. Um, I just don't have a lot of yeah. faith in that division. So whoever comes out of it, it's going to be a scrub team anyway. Um, I, oh yeah, whoever got the the first wild card spot, they're chomping at the bit, knowing they get to play the NFC East yeah, champion. But the thing is, you know, it's still the NFL. You know, you know, the more I think about, it, even got a team with a losing record, it's the NFL. It's not like college. It's not like somebody's going to be overmatched. You know, this is still professional. No, but playing good football is – I mean, playing good football. You have athletes. We still got to be yeah. able to play fundamentals, still got to play together, and you got to be clicking, you know. So there still is momentum and stuff like that that exists. So, yeah, and that's how I think the uh, the NFC will shake out. Now, uh, the AFC, uh, did you name all of those still? Yeah. Well, AFC, uh, Baltimore Ravens are rolling, uh, number one seed at 11-2. One game behind them is your uh, New England Patriots, 10-3. and three. Number three is the Kansas City Chiefs, one game behind the Patriots, so two games behind Baltimore at nine and four. And your number four seed is the Texans, and your two wild cards right now are the Buffalo Bills, and six will be your Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. And your one team out is uh, the Tennessee Titans. So they're they're tied for the number six spot, the second wild card spot with the Steelers, and they could overtake that as well coming up. I I think that – I think the Ravens – I think that kind of shakes out pretty pretty similar. You know, I think the Ravens stay on top. I think the Chiefs – are the Chiefs at the two spot you said now? Chiefs at the three, three. spot still. I think they overtake that from the Patriots. The Patriots do not look good. Um, I think that, you know, the Chiefs and the Patriots are around that same spot, both with a um, – or one – I think I think the Chiefs will end up taking the first round by. Um, regardless if they don't or not, I think the Chiefs and the Ravens are obviously the two best teams in the AFC. And I think they're kind of head and shoulders above the rest. Uh, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. think the Patriots. I, maybe the Patriots get to a conference championship, um, but I mean, not, not a conference championship. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it, I think they get to the AFC championship. Uh, they could. Okay. I don't think they get a first round buy and get bounced. That's potentially one win. Yeah, I don't. I don't think or two wins. Yeah, I don't think they get bounced in the first round. They, they very well could. I don't see that happening. Um, but. I think that's the potential of the Patriots. I don't. I don't think their potential is ever getting to the Super Bowl this year. Between the Ravens and the Chiefs, I think those are the two teams that got the best chance. I don't see the Steelers taking that wild card spot. I see the Titans doing that. I think the Titans have a good team, and they always played like the last couple of years. They've always played well down the stretch. 
Um, yeah. They always- and Ryan Tannehill's playing outside of his mind yeah. right now, man. He's really playing. And great. as long as you're feeding Derrick Henry, and you, they always have a good defense. If you if you stay ahead, if the Titans stay ahead in most games, it's hard to come back against that team because their defense plays downhill, and their running back runs extremely downhill. So, yeah. um, I think that's that's kind of how that shape. Everything else remains the same. Maybe the Chiefs uh, taking the two spot, um, the Bills staying right where they're at. Um, like I said, the Titans kind of overtaking the Steelers spot. And who am I, who's the other wild card team that I left out? The Bills. Oh, well, yeah, the Bills behind the page. Oh, yeah, the Bills, I think, will stay right where they're at. So, Okay. Um, My turn. I'm about to shock the world. Okay. I think Baltimore Ravens can hang on to the one spot. I think the two seed is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the three seed is going to be the Bills Mafia, Buffalo Bills. Why do I say that? because the Bills have to play the Patriots in either this week or next. And if they win that game, they'll have the tied they'll have a the, the records will be tied. I think it's a weak division. The Patriots are not playing well right now, like you said, and I think this is the Bills chance and they know it to win this division when Tom Brady is still playing. They never imagined to win in this division until Tom Brady retires. Well, they actually have a fighter's chance. They're down there one game out, they get to play him again. I think the will the Bills will win this division. Uh, and then four seed, you'll have Houston Texans. My first wild card will be the Patriots. And then I agree with you. I think the Tennessee Titans grabbed that last spot. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned, man, props to Pittsburgh Steelers in that organization. The fact that you're still in the playoffs um, with your starting quarterback hurt, your running back hurt, you lost your best receiver, just props that whole organization and what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but I, I have to disagree with you, man. The, the Patriots, even though they may not get, you know, they may not make it to the Super Bowl this year, I think I think that they're still like the big brother that just just you know plays on their knees against the Bills. I think uh, with one hand behind your back, you know, you get in the backyard and you got you get to play on your knees when you play football against your little brother. That's the way it is yeah. with the Bills. I don't think the Bills got a shot to win the division. I think the Bills, I think the, Bills the little big brother's going to play on his get on his knees and play with little brother, and then little brother's going to come and drop kick him in the chest. Okay, all right, Josh yeah. Allen. Look, if Josh Allen's going to throw a ball instead of kicking somebody, he very well could kill somebody by throwing a football. <laughs> he got a cannon, bro. That dude, make, he he makes me nervous on TV throwing the football on a slant route to some of those receivers. I think he's going to put a hole in somebody. But um, yeah, I just I don't think that um I don't think that the Bills. I think they're a, I think they're a great. The story that they've had this year, and 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 playing on Thanksgiving Day and beating the Cowboys, I mean, everything's looked good. But I just, I I think in some way, shape, or form, the Patriots, even though I said they got, they're not going to get, you know, not making the Super Bowl, they find a way, man. They always yeah. find a way. I'm interested also to see about what happens with this, uh, with the whole videotaping thing, because they, they took full responsibility for it. I saw last night. Well, no. My understanding was that they they were shooting some type of video for the coordinator, and it was approved by the team they were playing against, and it was all blown out of proportion. That's what I heard. Well, I thought so too until I, I got some more news on it, and and supposedly amongst the the TV crew, the production team doing their own little thing, there was a scout in the in there too. There was a really? scout for the Patriots, and these dudes, and because that's the case. That's what um, Belichick has come out and said. No matter what happens, we take full responsibility. Because initially he said that um, initially he said that they don't have any production team does for the team. You know, um, 
But yeah. then he said, well, he take full responsibility. You know, I got an update last night and said he takes full responsibility for whatever happens. Patriots organization said that. Okay. I don't, you know, I don't know if that. Yeah. So I have, a, I have a question for you. Why are the Patriots struggling like they are? Why, why are the Patriots not the dominant New England Patriots we've seen in the last three to five years? Oh, well, I'll say this. First of all, they don't have – I'm going to get – you know, that I've always, you know, throughout our conversations, and we'll have a conversation eventually, you know, a, a GOAT discussion about in football, specifically at the quarterback position, and then we will eventually in basketball with LeBron. Joe Burrow. And you talk about that all the time. Um, but first of all, I'd like to give Tom a little bit of slack, a little bit, not much, a little bit, and say that you know okay. the best weapon offensively that he has right now is Julian Edelman, and that's a five ten uh, yep. guy who runs probably about a four six forty uh, in the in the latter of his career. You know, not his prime white guy. Um, so yep. I, I don't I don't really think you know he has a lot of weapons around him. I think Gronk was a was you know when the time he was playing. I mean, even even though he didn't have the longest career, he might go down as the best tight end in, in, in history. I don't know. I mean, he was a great tight end. Um, Gronk, and then, he, you know, of course, having Josh Gordon for a little while was helpful. Uh, if Antonio Brown would have stayed and not, you know, gotten in the trouble, he would, they would have been really dangerous. Um, but the biggest factor is Tom is on the way out, man. I, I think that, you know, Drew Brees just threw for 360 yards and five touchdowns and rushed for one against a great defense. The 49ers have a great defense. I don't know if they've allowed more than 30 points a game, and they gave up 45 to the Saints, you know? Yeah. And it's not like Drew Brees is just – he does a lot of Deacon and Duncan, but he throws the ball down the field, you know? I mean, we see this offense more than uh, yeah. anybody because we see it from LSU and the Saints. But, man, Tom Brady – he doesn't throw the ball down the field. I mean, the one t- the touchdown that I saw, I mean, I, wa- I didn't watch all of the game with the Chiefs and the Patriots, but they used a flea flicker to get their first touchdown because yeah. they, don't, they don't trust it, man. If you're having to use flea flickers, you just yeah. don't trust what you're doing offensively. And, man, I, I, I yeah. mean, from the time, the best offensive performance he's had that I can remember is the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs last year. That was the best – that's the last time that I thought that Tom still had it, okay? Um, yeah. In the Super Bowl, he didn't. And since then, he hasn't. Um, even And against the Chiefs, yeah. he had to go toe-to-toe with them, and he did. Uh, you know, and the, and the Chiefs uh, played a great game. He threw a pick, but uh, uh, the guy was offsides. Remember that for uh, the Chiefs? Yeah. Um, and, but then he got the ball first in overtime. We all said if Patrick would have got it, you know, first overtime might have been a different story. But – Tom Brady got it first and went down the field with Edelman and Gronk. Both of those guys went down the field, scored a touchdown, won the game. Impressive. Uh, the whole game was impressive. The Chiefs didn't have a great defense, but it didn't matter. You know, and in, in, in big games, he, he, he usually shines bright, and he did that. Um, but since yeah. then, man, and even throughout the course of that year, last year, um, his, his stats, bro, I mean, he's throwing, you know, close. he's closer to 50% than 60%, you know. He's he's throwing the ball down yeah. the field. He he looks tired, man. He just he all and he, you know I just I think that and, and to me, you know people to say you know we we'll give Tom some slack. It's just hard for me to give the Patriots a lot of slack because they've been so good for so long. It's like I'm saying give Alabama some slack. It's just it's just kind of difficult to do that because they've been so good. They've been the standard, and you know and yeah. not only that but the guys playing football for fun like. You can't tell me you have a deep desire to win another Super Bowl when you've won six of them. Like, 
I mean, I, yes. I mean, I understand you. You want to win another one, my God. But I mean, you've won six. You're 42 years old. You have more money than anybody knows what to do with. You have, you know, between you and your wife. I mean, go be a dad, man. You know, <laughs> you know, if you're, yeah. I mean, it looks like it's a struggle week in and week out. Now, look, maybe the maybe the flips, you know, the switch flips in the playoffs, and they're a different team, and they go win another Super Bowl. You know, maybe, because I'm not going to count them out from from being a good team in the playoffs. But, man, it's just – it's difficult for me to watch when I watch the Patriots because I'm so used to seeing Tom do the same thing as Drew Brees, you know, and, and Aaron Rodgers, all those guys. Even if he – you know, he, you know he's he's similar to Joe, um, to Joe Burrow. I mean, Jim and Joe Burrow have a lot of similar, similar characteristics. Um, I don't think Joe's going to have the best arm in the draft in the combine. Tom never did either. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and Joe's actually a little bit more athletic than he was, but we'll see – if he can be as accurate as Tom is, but regardless, um, Tom's never had the best arm. And, and I think that, um, just, just in general, his age, man, is, is just, is kind of catching up with him. You know, everybody does. I mean, you can only play the game for so long and, you know, I I don't know. I I feel like it, he he may be on his way out. Yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think he's, it's hard for an older quarterback to make plays when he doesn't have many weapons around him. So he can't extend plays anymore. His receivers aren't getting open. Um, Tom used to be – he had I'm not going to say elusive, but he had good pocket presence where he was able to find holes, escape the pocket. Next thing you know, him, he's throwing Gronk a, a, a one-on-one ball deep down the field, but he doesn't have the weapons to do that. He doesn't have the mobility to do that, and he doesn't have the arm to do that anymore. So I completely agree. Um, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I mean, his resume speaks for itself. I don't have to defend him. Um, six Super Bowls and everything, but I think uh, age might be catching up to him, and you can't outrun it. It's going to catch up to everybody eventually. And I don't know, man. I don't. I, I don't know if he comes back next year, but if he does, I think he's going to say, "Y'all better get some help because I'm I'm not coming back." And unless y'all get me some receivers who can get open, who can who can win one on ones because they don't have any of those. Well, guys and right I now. think you know the, re- the other reason I, it's hard for me to cut him slack. We're talking about a team that's ten and three. Um, with the best defense yeah. in the NFL. I don't care what anybody Chicago yep. Bibb used to have that crown, but they don't anymore. The Patriots have the best right. defense. I mean, you got a, you got the quarterback that we've said could possibly be the, the greatest of all time playing with the best defense in the NFL. And you're and you're and they've what lost three in a row? Or two in a row? It, it's a something row. like that. At least and, two. And they struggle offensively, man. Struggle, you know? And it's just hard yeah. for me, no, no matter what, like in any play, in any sport, any player in any sport that um, that you say that they're the, the best player of all time, and even if it's in the latter stages of their career, I, I will always remember, remember this part of Tom Brady too. You know what I mean? I'll always – yeah. playing with yeah. the best defense ever – or not best defense, I'm sorry, not best defense ever, best defense currently in the NFL, and they are stru- – And he's still 10-3. And a straight win. <laughs> And all he's got to do is score a couple of touchdowns a game to win. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, they put up 21. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, that's that's my – and Drew Brees, you know, he's still at, at 41, you know, having to put up 46 <laughs> to beat you know, to be the team he yeah. plays, you know? And I'll always think about that yeah. when I think about Tom. You know, I'll always think about how he started his career, how he's battled adversity with a couple – with one injury I remember, um, with having to play, you know, when everybody kind of counted him out at the very beginning. You know, having the, the losses against the Giants, the two losses in the Super Bowl, 
but year in and year out consistently, he's in the playoffs year in and year out. Um, he's uh, right there at a chance to, uh, to be in another Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. Um, all those are great, but man, it just shows, I mean, even the latter stage of his, his career, that he's been very, very fortunate to have a coach like Bill Belichick, who is a defensive-minded coach and always puts a good defense on the field. And he's kind of let Tom yeah. to do what he can offensively, and Tom's always been able to do it. I just, like we just said, I don't think he can continue to do that. So, yeah. Um, all right. So that's it for today's podcast. Thank you to everybody who listened. Um, as it gets closer to the college football playoff semifinal games, we'll kind of give our predictions about those games. And always, obviously, too, the NFL playoffs as they come closer. Um, We'll talk about that some, too. And then after that, you know, as it gets Christmas Day and on, I know Brandon's anxious to talk more about some basketball. I know he's, I know he's right. dying. I know he's, he's looking at those Lakers and, his, you know, his mouth's just watering thinking about talking about <laughs> LeBron, you know, and all the traveling that he's been doing as of late, you know. So, uh, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Are you talking about going from city to city and just stealing these dubs? That's the traveling. That's the, That's the traveling. Stealing these dubs, going from city to city. Well, you know, you know, just like anything, the regular season doesn't mean a lot. But we'll see when we get in the playoffs. The, you know, those won't come for a little while. But um, looking forward to a great NBA season like we've talked about before the NBA season even started this year, that uh, the playing field, and as it's shown, even throughout well, how many games have they played? Uh, they're about they're quarter way in, about twenty five, twenty six. Right? I mean, the playing field. I mean, obviously the Lakers are, are, are a great team right now, but you got Milwaukee, you got the Rockets, you got the Clippers, you got all these teams, you got the Nuggets. All these teams are playing well. Yeah, it's a it's a tight yeah, race, and uh, looking forward to seeing how that goes down the stretch as well. So, all right. Well, thank you, everybody. Listen, Brandon, you got anything else to say before we go off? Nope. See y'all next time. All right. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>